worship and arts ministry. As you remain standing for the reading of God's word, I, I am so grateful for worship. This morning at the 8 o'clock service, God met us in an awesome way. During the altar call, there was a young man who ran from the back of the church down at the altar. Just grabbed me by the neck and wouldn't turn loose. He says, Pastor Jackson, I spent all last night in the nightclub. And God convicted me. And God says, you can do better with your life. Listen, he said, I haven't even been home. I came straight to the, from the nightclub and waited until church opened. Ooh. Look at somebody and say, but God. And at 8 o'clock, young man in his 20s, crying out at the altar that I want God in my life. Thank God for worship. To people that say the church is dead, the devil is a liar. To people that say young people don't want the Lord anymore, the devil is a liar. I thank God. But it was so encouraging. And God just reminds us that all that we do is not in vain. Because there's somebody crying out. Next week, that could be your son. That could be your daughter. We should give God a hand of praise. Amen. Thank you. As we remain standing for the reading of God's holy word, this last month of this year, 2017, the last series of this year that we have called all year, the year of supernatural favor. This last series is in simply entitled God's Favor. This is the second message in this series. The text for this second message is found in the 137th Psalm, verses 1 through verse 4. We're reading from the traditional standard King James version. Hear the reading of God's holy word as printed for you on the screens above. Verse 1 says, by the rivers of Babylon, there we sat down. Yes, we wept when we remembered Zion. One translation says, when we remembered our homeland, we hanged our harps our musical instruments upon the willows in the midst thereof. For there, <laughs> they that carried us away captive required of us a song. And they that wasted us required of us mirth or gladness. Saying, Sing us one of the songs of Zion. Verse number four is where the subject is found. They responded with these sad words. How shall we sing the Lord's song in a strange land? And the church that loves God's word said amen. 
reach over and catch someone by the hand that's standing next to you. The series is simply entitled God's Favor. This is the second of four messages in this series. Hold those hands, squeeze those hands, look at someone and say, praising God in a strange place. Amen. You may be seated. Praising God when you feel like you're in a strange place going through something strange. Praising God through it. Listen, God said this to me as I was preparing this message. He said, perhaps one of the most difficult challenges that we as people of faith ever experience my good brother brother Mike Ishmael who's such a great encourager you can identify with this is how do we not lose our praise when we find ourselves dealing with some of life's most unusual and difficult situations how do you not lose your praise when the hellhounds are on your track back is against the wall and you're in a place that you're not used to being in not physically but psychologically and emotional situations and circumstances that are in your life are very unfamiliar to you you have not been there before. Perhaps you are somewhere that's strange, somewhere that is unfamiliar, somewhere where you've never traveled down that road before. Look at somebody and say, we all will get there. In fact, we all have been there. Perhaps you have lost a loving and a caring mate. That's hard. I told you on Friday I was at the wonderful memorial for Judge Finney, and I saw his lovely wife, who I admire so much, over 60 years of marriage. <laughs> I could see it on her face. It's a loss. It's a place that you have not been before. My own mother told me a story, and I shared it with the 8 o'clock service. After my dad died in 2006, some months, some time later, I looked at her and said, how are you doing? She said, it's hard, son. She said, if it had not been for my family, my children, and my grands, and church family. I don't know if I could have made it. She says, I, I, I would have probably died, gone on. You've heard about couples who've been married for so long and one die and just days or months later, the other leave. Broken heart. In a place 
that they've never been before. Perhaps someone marriage has broken up. Perhaps you are divorced. You're single again. You never thought you would be there. Thought that you'd be together forever. You'd raise your family together. But here you are now, living in a strange place, trying to deal with a situation that you've not dealt with before. If you know anything about me, when I preach, I want to keep it real. I, I want to tell it like it is. Folks look at me and say, why are you talking about divorce and all that? Because that's life. People go through that. Sometimes it's no fault of their own. That things just don't work out. And here you are in a strange place. Can I preach? Circumstances unfamiliar. <laughs> Finding yourself wondering, just how am I going to make it on my own? How am I going to survive this period in my life? Someone perhaps says, I, I, I'm older now. I'm, I, I'm not as young as I used to be. How can I make it? Lord, I don't feel like praising you because I'm going through something. Perhaps you have lost your job. Perhaps things have happened and you've gone out of business if you were an entrepreneur. Perhaps you are going through a financial crisis unlike anything you have ever experienced before. May I keep this real? You're used to being broke, but this is beyond broke. You, you're used to trying to make ends meet. But this is beyond making ends meet. You don't even want to open the mail. You don't even want to answer the phone. Because you think this is the day they come from my house. This is the day they repossess my car. This is the day that my lights get cut off. I'm in a place that I've never been before. And before you judge anybody, let me tell you, you could be going through something like that next week. Don't, don't you think, well, I got money saved up. You can save all the money in the world, but you can't prepare for cancer. You can't prepare for medical expenses that are beyond your control where it takes all your savings and it takes everything you have. And here you are once on top, but now just struggling to make ends meet. Here comes the demons of discouragement. Here comes the demons like Job's demons. Job was on top. And he lost everything. Sometimes demons come from those who are closest to you. I need to preach now. Just sometimes your most discouraging moments come from those that you least suspect. Those that you think will hold your arm up that will strengthen you. They're the ones. There's some Job's wives in all of our relationships. 
Job's wife, Job's wife said to him, do you still hold on to your integrity? Why don't you curse God and die? The man had lost everything, lost his children, lost his possessions. His health was deteriorating. And here you are, the one person in his life that should have his back. And she is sick and tired of him being sick and tired. Job was in a place that Job had never been before. And the demons of discouragement come because here's what the devil wants. The devil doesn't want your house or your car, but the devil wants your joy. Devil wants your peace. The devil feels like if I can get to them and get their joy, I can keep them held down. But every now and then, we got to learn how to talk back to the devil. Job said, woman, you speak like a foolish woman. The Lord gives and the Lord takes it away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Anybody in here know how to praise your way through a bad situation? This Sunday is not for fake worshipers. Anybody in here ever had to praise your way through a difficult situation? Where everything in you told you, don't you praise God this Sunday. You sit there and you look like what you're going through. You, you need folk to look at you and know you're going through something. But deep down inside, God sent an encouraging spirit and said, don't you act like what you're going through. In the midst of all the hell and the trials and the tribulation that you're going through, you need to lift your head up and lift your hands up and throw your head back and you need to Shabbat God from the depths of your Anyone in here ever had to praise your way through it? Anyone in here ever had to praise your way even when you were in a strange place in your life, unfamiliar place? I have never been like this before, but I still love you. Sometimes you have to save your best praise for your worst days. You've got to confuse the devil. And when he thinks you're on the verge of giving up, you praise God like you're going out of your mind. And the devil say, I don't understand that. I've given her my best shot. And yet she comes here praising God like that. Because what the enemy does not know is that your praise has never been predicated on what you're going through. Can I preach? Should I preach? I feel like preaching. 
Mama, Luki, PJ, this year, March 27th, was a dark time in my family's life. The enemy thought he had us, had us in a place we had never been in before. I remember sitting in the hospital parking lot, tears running down my face, telling the Lord, how am I going to get through this on a Tuesday evening? God said, dry up your tears. Still go praise me. I showed up to church and that Tuesday night, the spirit met us here in a highway and the altar was full of praise. And God said, Daryl, sometimes you've got to praise your way out of bad situations. I don't mean to get on your nerve, but is there anybody in the house that ever had to praise your way out of a bad situation? You've got 30 seconds to get on the devil's nerve and tell him I still have a praise. I still have a praise after all the things I've been through. Look at somebody say, excuse me, but if you knew my story, if you knew what 2017 was like, if you knew what I've been through, Gwen, Jimmy, others, in 2017, the devil thought he stole something from you. Somebody help me praise him. Somebody help me praise him. For when I think of the goodness of Jesus and of all he's done for me, my soul cries out. Lord, I've got to praise you. I'm trying to preach this. I'm trying to move on. But every time I get ready to move on, I think of something. Thank you, Deacon Kennedy. Thank you, Deacon Clarence. Devil thought he had your brain. But look at you. You're still here. us we've been in some strange places we've been through some unfamiliar stuff but I serve notice on the devil this job I have the world can't take it away the world didn't give it and the world can't take it away
God, I've never been here before. I've never gone through anything like this before. Never thought he had me. But I still have a praise. I still know how to lift my hands and give God my best praise, even on my worst day. cancer survivor praising God in the text there's some survivors in here in fact any 2017 survivors any survivors in here in the text in the text I'll sit down have to excuse us but this is December the last month of the year some of you shouldn't even be here but God somebody gotta take 30 seconds just to put a praise on that nation of Israel had been invaded by the evil, wicked nation of Babylon. They invaded their land. They destroyed their temple. <laughs> they gutted their infrastructure. They destroyed houses and vineyards and on top of all of that they took into captivity the brightest youngest most talented of the nation and they drugged them from their homeland and now they had them in captivity in a strange place called Babylon these young worship leaders anointed people such as Daniel was a part of this. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego were a part of that. They all were led into captivity by their enemies. And among them were the worshipers, those anointed song leaders and musicians. The nation of Israel 
was renowned and, and, and known all over the region for their praise worshipers. In fact, people came from far and near just to hear them sing their songs, to play their instruments. But now they find themselves in a strange place, a place where they had not been before, no temple to praise God in. In fact, they, they had their worship service by the rivers of Babylon. Dr. Adam Clark says the Euphrates, the Tigris rivers, were the place where they worship. It reminds us of slavery back in the day in which slaves worship by the creek side, by the riverside. And that's why so many historical African-American churches today are built in the countryside by places nobody else wanted to go. And so here they are, these worshipers. They are in a place that is so unfamiliar. <laughs> but they were still anointed. Although their place changed, the anointing was still the same. But, but, but the enemy did not want them to recognize that. So we find in the text, in the text, in the text, verse 1, quote these young praisers as saying this. This psalm was written by an anonymous writer who was believed to have been one of those who was there. He writes on behalf of the other young worshipers, we sat down and we wept. When we remembered Zion, when we remembered our homeland, when we remembered Jerusalem, we sat and we wept. Verse 2 says, they declared that we hanged our musical instruments upon the willow trees. It was uh, Matthew Henry who said that that area was known as the rivers of willows. Because the willow trees were all around there. And use your imagination and go with me and see these discouraged young people who take their instruments and retire them on the willow trees. And say, we have no reason to praise God in this strange place. Text goes on to tell us that uh, these who had taken them into captivity, those who had taken them into captivity, said to these who were by the riverside, the New Living Translation puts it this way, our tormentors insisted from us on a joyful song of praise. Now, it adds insult to injury to those who insisted and it is believed by some biblical scholars that this was in sarcasm that they did it. They didn't really want to praise God. They were really making fun of them, Chip. They said to them, you are praisers. Praise God now. Play your instruments now. And then the sad commentary of verse number four. They responded to the Babylonians with these words. 
How shall we sing the Lord's song in this strange land? The Message Bible puts it this way. How can we ever sing God's song in this wasteland? Here is what they forgot. They forgot that your place should not dictate your praise. Can I preach to somebody in here? Here's what they forgot. They forgot that their situation should not control their attitude. What they forgot was that their circumstances would be no reflection on what God can still do in their life. All they had to do was to go back in the scriptures and pull up the 34th Psalm of David. When David declared, I will bless the Lord at all times and his praise shall continually be in my mouth. Oh, magnify the Lord with me. Let us exalt his name together. Here's what God is telling us in this second message of this series is that in this thing that we call life, on this journey we refer to as life, there will be some changes on this journey. We will find ourselves in places and situations and going through circumstances that we've never been in before. But I've got some good news for you. God said, if you learn how to praise me through it, deliverance will come after a while. Can I preach to somebody? Seventy years later, God raised up a Persian king by the name of King Darius who overthrew the Babylonians and set the Israelis free and sent Nehemiah and Ezra back to Israel. Don't tell me what God can do. Look at somebody and say, neighbor, if you can praise God through it, God will bring you out of it. Can I preach? I'm almost done. But catch somebody by the hand and say, I need to encourage you. Say, so you may be going through something you've not been through before. You may be experiencing something you've never experienced before. But I want to encourage you, don't lose your praise. If you can just praise your way out of it, you can just praise your way through it. If you can just muster up the strength just to wave your hands, even when you don't feel like it. To open your mouth and shabak God, even when you don't feel like it. To give God a praise, even in a strange place. Body racked with pain, but Lord, I love you. Money is gone, but Lord, I love you. I need some worshipers in here that's in a strange place, but you still know how to praise God. Come on, Zion. Anybody can praise God when your ship comes in. 
Anybody can praise God when things are going your way. But is there anybody in the house who can leave your seat and run down to this altar and look me in the face and say, Pastor, I still have a praise. Where are my praises? Can anybody? Can anybody? Can anybody give God a praise when you're in a strange place? Don't feel good. Don't know how I'm going to make it. But I showed up on December the 10th, 2017, to put in the atmosphere that God is a good God. That's right. That's right. They're still coming. They're still coming. Come on. Come on, cameras. Put it on the altar. They're still coming. They're still coming. Look at these testimonies. Look at these testimonies. Look at these testimonies. You've got to praise your way through it. Mother Kelly, I saw you praise your way through it. I was there with you when the doctor gave you some news last year this time and told you to get your house in order. It would be a matter of weeks. You said to me, Pastor, I'll see you in church. Are there any praises that's been through something and you still know how to give God a praise? It hasn't been easy. It hasn't been easy. But you still know how to give God your best praise. Come on, make some noise in this place. Somebody say, praise your way through it. Say, praise your way through it. Praise your way. Woo! God is about to turn it around. Babylon is not your destination. It is a stop on the way to where God wants you to be. Where you are is not your destination. Can I encourage someone? 
What you are going through is not your final destination. The old folks say it won't be like this always. <laughs> I like the old songs that used to say better days are coming by and by. This is not your destination. But we must learn, even in the midst of what we're going through, to declare and decree to every demon in our life, praise is what I do. <laughs> Turn to someone and say, praise is who I am. Pastor William Murphy says, when I want to be close to you, Lord, I'll lift my hands in praise. I will praise him while I can. I will praise him at all times. I vow, I have made a vow to praise you, Lord. Listen to these words. Through the good and the bad. <laughs> Can I say that again? Look at somebody and say, I've made a vow to praise God through the good and the bad. Whether happy or sad. In all that I go through. Because praise is what I do. Because I owe it all, I owe it all to you. Come on, quiet, tell us. Praise is what I do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When I want to be close to you, Ooh. I lift my hands in praise. In a strange place, but I praise you. Praises, praises who I am. Ooh, sing, Tommy. Yeah, I will praise you while I can. <laughs> I bless him at all times.
Everybody join the choir and tell them praises. Come on. Praise is what I do. <laughs> That's what the enemy doesn't want to hear you say. Ooh, come on and tell him praise. Gonna praise him while I can. I'll bless. That's what the Lord wants to hear you say. The truth of the matter is we all have found ourselves in some unusual places, in some strange places. If you live long enough, you'll go through something you've not gone through before. And the enemy comes to discourage you. The enemy comes to steal your joy tell you how can you continue to praise God a God who allows you to go through what you're going through the enemy is a deceiver the enemy tells you if God loved you you would never have to go through this you shouldn't have to go through this but you have to learn how to give God a praise even in a strange place, in an unfamiliar place. <laughs> when, when, when you're going through something you've not been through before, sometimes whew, you just have to praise your way through it because God will turn it around. It may not happen right away, but they did not stay in Babylon. <laughs> God sent a deliverer to set them free. And I'm not here to tell you it's going to happen to you tomorrow or next week. But I am here to declare God will deliver. God can set you free. God can change your situation. But what you should do while you're waiting on God to deliver you is to praise your way every day, every hour. Give God your best praise. Don't let him steal your joy. Close those eyes. It begins with your relationship. 
here is the challenge. If you don't know him, how can you praise him? If you're not connected to him, how can you rely on him to take you through? And so here we are, the last month of the year. Some of you, God has challenged you all year long to take that next step. God has challenged you to make that next move. I'm hearing God say to you today, do it. Because you may find yourself by the rivers of Babylon and you would need a God that you can lean on. You would need a relationship that would not allow you just to hang it up, to walk away, but to praise your way through it. Look at somebody and say, God is able. After we pray this prayer, maybe there's someone in here this day. Listen, this is not about who's watching you. I know there are a lot of people in this building, but this is just you and God. This is you and God. And if you are ready for the next move in your life, if you are ready to make that commitment to God, then you just remain standing after this prayer and say, here I am, Lord. I need something greater in my life than my own self, my own reputation. Lord, we thank you. We bless you. We honor you. It's because of your favor <laughs> that we are able to praise you even while we find ourselves in a strange place. Ooh, unfamiliar place. But we thank you. Our praise is familiar <laughs> even if our place is not. God, we praise you because we know praise has done it for us before it would do it again someone watching by way of internet all across the country maybe in another state another country <laughs> they're praising you right now on their sick bed someone who has been close to giving up saying I can't give up now I will maintain my praise I will Hold on to my joy, even in the midst of what I'm going through. Have your way, Lord. Touch in a mighty way. We thank you. We praise you in advance for deliverance. It took 70 years before you delivered Israel out of Babylon, but you did it. It may not happen tomorrow for someone in here, but you will do it. It may not happen next week, but you will do it. We believe that you will, Lord. And we can praise you in advance for what you're going to do. It's in Jesus' name we pray this prayer and give you honor, praise, and glory. And those that know it is so said amen, amen, amen. Find you somebody, put your arms around it. 
say, don't lose your praise. Even in a strange place, don't lose your praise. If you're here this morning, if you're here this afternoon and you want to make that commitment, you want to join the church, you want to commit your life to the Lord, you and your family, come on. So, we're waiting on you wherever you are. If you're here and you're going through something right now, Come on and stand. You can stand at this altar right now. God is calling you. Yes, sir. Praises. Wave those hands in the air. Thank you. Look at God. It's what I. Somebody else is coming. Come on. This could be your day. This could be your day. This, this is your moment. God is calling you. Everybody is what, what I, I do. It's what I do. It's what I do. You don't have to stay it's in Babylon. Lift those hands. Put your hands this way. Everybody put your hand this way. She brings her child to this altar. Her baby has a brain injury. How old is she? Two years old. Whew. Every parent, every grandparent, every aunt, uncle. You can feel what she's going through. Whew. But I'm here to declare that God is a healer. He's done it before. He'll do it again. Anybody in here God has ever healed a child of yours? Just wave those hands in the air. Woo. Come on. Stretch forth your hand. What's her name? Her name is Yolanda. I want you to remember this two-year-old child whose name is Yolanda. Oh, her name is Kylie. Her mother's name is Yolanda. We're praying for the mother, and we're praying for Kylie, because God is able. Lord, we thank you. We bless you. Woo. Come on. I need some praying women and mothers circle this lady. We thank you, Lord. We, 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 we thank you. Woo. We thank you. We thank you. This mother is not going to lose her praise because of what she's going through. Look at all of these angels are surrounding her. We come to serve notice on the devil that she doesn't have to go through this by herself. That the God we serve is able. Ooh. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for Kylie. Thank you because you are a healer. I heard the old church say you are a mind regulator. You can heal brain injuries. You can do it, Lord. And we thank you. We ask in your name. We plead the blood of Jesus over this two-year-old child. And say, Lord, touch right now. We need a miracle. We are calling for a miracle. We know that you're in the miracle working business. And we thank you in advance. We praise you in advance. Thank you, Lord.
for it is already done in Jesus name and the church said amen 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 come on and praise God in the midst of this what I do is what I do is what I do is what I do Listen, listen, God told me to do this. This is a single mom with a two-year-old with a brain injury. I don't know what you're going through, baby, but God told me we're gonna pay your car payment, we're gonna pay your rent, and somebody's gonna be with you. Somebody said, how you gonna do it? I don't know, come on, get my wallet. Come on, Roy, get my wallet. I'm gonna lay something on this altar for baby Kylie, and if you wanna join me, God told me that it's going to be all right. You're not going to have to worry about your rent. You're not going to have to worry about your light bill. God told me for at least the next three months, it is already covered right now. Amen. God said it's covered right now. Come on, Bible way. That's what we do. That's what we do. Look at this. That's what we do. You don't have to worry about your finances as you go through this. I feel like blessing you. I feel like blessing you. I feel like blessing you. Come on. All of these people want to bless you. All of these people want to bless you. Look at God. She's all right. She's all right. It's what I do. It's what Here's what I God do. says. Listen. What I do. And every time you got to go back to the doctor, uh, Sister Andrea McCoy is going to work with you. We're going to find a volunteer to go with you from by the way. You may be a single mom, but you're not by yourself. Amen, somebody. We're going to pray your way through it. And we're going to take care of whatever you got to go through. God told me to do it. God said it's already done. Amen, somebody. Come on. Thank you, by the way. Amen. Thank you, so a seed. 100% of everything at this altar goes to baby Kylie. All of this goes to baby Kyla and her mother. Come, come on. Praise is what I do. What I do. What I do. It's what I do. Sometimes in order to get a miracle, you've got to be a miracle. You've got to be a miracle for somebody else and watch God work a miracle for you. This single mom, it took some courage for her to come out. But she's not alone. Amen. Clap your hands for her. Now whatever is at this altar, the church is going to match it. Okay. What, whatever is at this altar, 
the church is going to match it. God says, by the way, your miracle is on the way, but I need you to be a miracle right now because she won't have to worry about her rent and her light bill because God says we're going to take care of that. Put your hands together for being the miracle, God. Oh, come on, give God a praise. Give God a praise.